Welcome back, everyone, to the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful host, Joel McDonald. That is me. And, as always, my very, very good friend, Kyron Morrison. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good, actually. Pretty good. We got we actually got pointed out by one of our fr- uh, good friends of the show, Sean, pointed out that his favourite part was when I, of, of each episode is when I say uh, my very good friend, Kyron. So, I just like to go on record by saying that I mean it every time I say it. So just you wait for that one time when he doesn't say it, and that's when you know yeah. something bad has happened. It's like <laughs> your ever host, John McDonald, and some jackass, Kyron Morrison. Like, yeah. yeah, that's when you know <laughs> something bad Things aren't going so well. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. So it's been a bit of a big week. Um, it's been busy. But it's, yeah, busy, busy. We've actually we've been, both been playing triple a stuff this week go us yeah well karen karen do you want to start us off with that i mean no i'm gonna let you start off because mine's gonna be like 20 minutes of me talking about one thing (laughs) so let's let's keep it interesting to start off with and tell me what you've been playing all right cool so uh this week uh thanks to big w and their excellent pseudo black friday game sale they had last week holy crap it was a good sale it was a really good sale um I picked up a couple of games, actually. I picked up um, the two games I'm going to talk about. Um, uh, so I, I've been playing Titanfall 2, uh, Respawn's uh, sequel to the Xbox and PC exclusive multiplayer-only game, um, now with added single-player. And that's all I've played. I've played the single-player campaign. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you what, it's pretty fucking solid. Like, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, introduced you to the mechanics of the game really well. Um, the storyline was it was like eighties action movie like level, but like I was okay with that. That's what I wanted from that game. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, the best way I would describe the storyline is like Big Hero Six, but for adults. Not to say that Big Hero Six isn't for adults because I still love that movie. Yeah, but ooh, Joel, geez, watch it. But, but but a more, I guess, mature-centric version of, of Big Hero 6. Because, like, you know, you inherit this robot that wasn't yours, it was someone else's, and then you go through a couple of trials and tribulations and you bond with it, and then, yeah, it's it's great. Um, yeah, really, really fun stuff. There's some really excellent set-piece sequences. There's a part in a... Um, it's like a factory where they're building, like, houses and and basically, like, terraform stuff that they could, like cookie cutter houses and land packages essentially that they could just plonk down and like terraform and uh, habitat an area of this planet um but you're in this because titanfall is very much based around its movement um to the point where you do the the tutorial sort of like gauntlet run um and it gives you a speedometer to tell you how fast you're going so you can see that like when you're when you're running on the ground that's all fine but the more time you spend in the air and wall running the faster you'll go and sliding as well um so it really like forces your hand to do that kind of stuff not in a bad way um it's really really good and it feels good too like it feels good to be like all right cool you look at like an area and go all right i need to get over there all right there's two walls here i'm gonna have to go up wall jump run along the wall then time it jump across to the other one wall run across that double jump get around to the other side like it's sort of like a puzzle platforming element to it almost um but yeah there's this this segment in this like you know this factory where they're building these houses 
Um, and so you jump onto a, like, like they were on like conveyor belt kind of things and you jump onto a, a house and the next minute the conveyor belt part of the, the house on the conveyor belt would flip sideways because it was, that's the way the conveyor belt went. And so you had to like adjust your, like, all right, cool. I need a wall run now and jump back onto this platform over here. Um, and it was really cool. Like there was a part where actually there were all these houses and stuff on a wall and I had to like navigate my way up it. Um, but it was really disorientating because everything was side on, like uh, like sideways. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was really cool. And it's even better because you get a, like the story trophy for it when you finish that section and get to the checkpoint. It's called Incepted. Oh, I yeah. get it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, all right, okay, I'll give you that. That was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, like uh, the Platinum Trophy seems pretty obtainable as well, considering like its multiplayer roots. It's only got three multiplayer trophies. Um, which is like win a match, um, I think join a join a community, and there's one other one as well. I think so. Like there's like three trophies that you need for multiplayer, and the rest are all single player centric. A um, couple of tough ones, which is like the, mainly based around that gauntlet, like tutorial gauntlet at the start. Um, but it looks like it's got a chapter select, so I can do that as well. And then it's like difficulty trophies and stuff as well. So I, like, um, I may but go back for the trophy because um, the the platinum and give it a go because I really enjoyed it. And it's not overly long, and that's not a bad thing. Um, it's actually a quite a, a good length campaign. Um, it doesn't feel like it's not like four hours, three and a half hours where you could finish in one sitting. I think it took me like two or three sittings to finish. Um. And yeah, it's really cool. It's got like boss fight segments as well. They each and each boss fight has like its own um, like Borderlands esque zoom in and their name pop up and like this person and like slow zoom around them and um, so I, I really liked that. It was really super stylized in that way, uh, but it was a lot of fun. But yeah, definitely the highlight of it is the movement, is moving around, moving around those maps. Just felt so good, and then like going from like from being in BT and then like him like jumping out of it and then sliding wall running and then jumping back into him because he's moved ahead a little bit further and um, the parts where he had to do the fastball, which happened quite a few times, which is when he picks you up and throws you. Um, the first time that happens, it's really exhilarating because that, and he's like, you know, trust me. I'd like, you know, and he's like, he holds you in his hand and he's like, and and Jack's like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you know, are, are you sure you got this? And he's like, yeah, I'm just calculating for wind and any kinds of things like that. And um, so there's a really good back and forth banter between the two of them, which carries out through the whole game as well. Um, there are some certain dialogue options as well. <laughs> it's bound to happen sometime. Um, yeah, but there are certain things you can say. Uh, like BT will talk to you and you can pick your response. doesn't have really any impact over the storyline. Um, just like gives you a different type of dialogue after that. Um, which it's a nice touch makes it more personalized. Um, but there are a couple of really funny ones where something like, I think I said something, BT said something about like, you know, that was pretty close. Rah, rah, rah. And I said, you could say that. And one of my options was you could say that again. And so I selected that and he goes, he says the same thing. He just said again, because obviously he's a robot and like he doesn't understand human interactions. <laughs> um, it was yeah, it's like it's cheesy, but it was kind of it's it was fun. Like I really enjoyed that. Um, there was something else as well where he was like, um, 
I think I got a new uh, weapons core. So like through the game, you get the new weapons cores, which essentially are the different titans you will use in multiplayer. Oh yeah. So that yeah, so like you get like to play with all of them. So it's, like I said, it's really good like inter- introduction to all the game mechanics essentially, like a gameplay mechanics at least. Anyway, maybe not so much game modes and whatnot, but um, yeah. So like you uh, as you progress through the story, you get other ones, and you can switch between them on the fly. You just hit right on the D-pad and you go, all right, cool, I want to use the Ronin one now and melee everyone and have my sweet sword. Um, or I want to use the, the um, Scorch one and just have my sweet flamethrower and um, all my rockets and my uh, my shield that essentially when I walk towards people, it just melts them. Um, it's a handy shield. It's so much fun to do. Yeah, it's really cool. Like you just put it up and you just start walking towards it, especially if you've got like a whole bunch of grunts on the ground and it just disintegrates them. You're like, yes mowing down um but yeah i think he got like a new uh, a new weapons core um it's one of the first ones you get and he starts talking about it and like not necessarily getting excited about it but like going through all the specifications of it and jack one of his responses was oh you're a little bit in love aren't you and he responded with i i am a robot i have no human i have no concept over the human emotion love um all i know is about such and such he said uh, so in that case, I am fifty percent in love. It was like he calculated how in love he was with this new thing. <laughs> it was just really cheesy stuff, but really fun. Uh, I highly recommend you, like, if you even like me, like morbidly curious in it, and it's anything from the trailers or gameplay videos has even slightly taken you. Um, it's worth it. I mean, I paid thirty two dollars for it, um, and I don't regret it at all. It's, uh, I'm looking forward. I'm going to dip into the multiplayer hopefully in the next couple of weeks. When I get a spare moment, I have bought a lot of games in this last week. Thank you, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all those other different things that they have. It's not getting um, any easier from here, Joel, because like, oh, at least no. on PlayStation, it has kicked off their 12 deals of Christmas as well. I saw that, and the first one is a game that I really want to play. Actually, two, yeah. the both of them are really games I want to play. So I'm going to probably pick it up. Nah, probably next, probably next week. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Look, I may as well, but I'm I'm looking at my part. I literally have my games piled up there, and the only one there's four games piled up just sitting in front of me for, for my PlayStation, like physical copy ones, anyway. And the only one of them uh, that was a game that I didn't buy in the last week is Overwatch, because <laughs> um, I've got Titanfall two. I also I also picked up a copy of The Division. I'm going to dip into that probably over the summer break. Good luck. Um, yeah, yeah. Well. I'll give it a go. I pay. I paid like twenty one dollars for it. So whatever. Let's give it a go. Um, but yeah, check out Titanfall two. But the other game that I picked up at in that super sweet Big W sale was Watch Dogs two. Um, now Watch Dogs one. Oh, pretty terrible game. Didn't like, like it at. No, me neither. And I, you know me, I fucking like everything. Like, so if I didn't like it, it must be terrible. Um, but no, I like. I think I played like maybe the first chapter, like the first series of missions, and I had absolutely no drive to to go back to that game. And I traded it in. I think a week later, I was like, I'm done with this. I don't. I don't have any. There's nothing dragging me back to this game. There's the environment wasn't fun to navigate. The puzzles weren't fun. Aiden Pierce was a boring character. Like it just, there was a lot of things that were not good about that game. 
So obviously Watch Dogs 2 got announced and I was like, well, well, you know, um, cautiously optimistic about it. Um, but in my head I had a feeling that it was going to do an Assassin's Creed, whereas first Assassin's Creed, very repetitive, just almost like a proof of concept of what they could do with this franchise. Assassin's Creed 2 comes out and you know, to this day it's still regarded by some people, most people, as the best in the series. So um, uh, curiosity got the better of me and it was $56. So I was like, why not? Um, if it's not great, I'll trade it towards something else. Um, but having spent quite a bit of time with it now, uh, I'm still early days in the game, but like I've spent quite a lot of time playing it. It's really good. Like it is, it's really fun. It is a fun game. Um, so if you, you don't know anything about uh, Watch Dogs 2 uh, in particular, you play as uh, Marcus Holloway, I think his last name is. His name is Marcus or something like that. He's, uh, his handle is Retro, anyway. Um, and he's a hacker. He gets accepted into DeadSec because the tutorial mission is your your initiation into DeadSec, which is the uh, notorious hacker group in the Watch Dogs universe. Um, and then, yeah, you join them and you start doing stuff with them to try and bring down the Bloom Company, which is uh, the company behind CTOS, the smart city purveyors, I guess you could say, the guys that created the the um, CTOS smart city um, setup. It's really good. Uh, pretty basic setup. You just have to try and gain as many followers as you can to download the DeadSec app. And when they download that app, that means you're using you're borrowing their resource power and it's adding to your resource power as a, um, as a hacker group. So you can do more things and that's how you, that essentially works as XP. Um, the game is so much fun. I cannot stress how much fun this game is. The world of San Francisco that you run around in is so vibrant and alive. Um, driving's a little floaty, but it's still fun. Bikes are as fun as ever to ride around on. Um, the different things that you can do to get followers in the game. So, like, there's obviously your story quests, your main your main quests. There are side quests, which uh, could be, you know, a, a range of different things. Um, and that's the thing about the quests. They've all felt really... They've all been basically the same thing, but they've all felt different and had their own sort of, like, flavor and different spin on it. Like, one of the qu- the early qu- story quests I did was... um. There was a, I had to go watch a trailer that um, one of the characters was excited about this trailer for a movie called Cyber Driver, um, which has Michael Bean's voice, which you might know from Far Cry Blood Dragon or, or a lot of 80s action movies. Um, he plays Rex Power Colt in Blood Dragon, and uh, he's the voiceover and the voice in this, this movie trailer. And it's very cheesy, very action, 80s action movie tri- cheesy trailer about a... Uh, basically a night rider ripoff with this car that can this smart car that can talk back to its owner and yeah uh but they aren't super happy with the trailer they're like or, or, or they're they're not happy with the trailer because of their perception of hackers in it so they decide to steal the car and repaint it rewire it make it a proper smart car and then you have a race around you drive it around like a time trial uh race around san francisco um doing a whole bunch of insane stunts and things like that as this car and you're remote controlling it from your your like tablet essentially 
and I don't know, it was just really cool. Like the cast, I was talking back as well at some point, and the interactions between the characters are really good, which I'll touch on in a minute. Um, but the other ways you can get followers in the game is that there is a, a you get apps for your phone that you have. So the, my favorite app is the Song Sneak app, which is essentially Shazam. So if you're like walking by a car and it's playing a song on the radio that you haven't heard yet, it'll pop up and say, hey, new songs nearby. Hit the touchpad to song sneak it. So you hit that and it adds it to your media player so you can make your own playlist later on. Like like in, you can make your own playlist of songs that you'd like from the game. Um, so it's a, cool, a neat little feature of like collecting songs as you like, you jump, might jump into a new car and the radio will be playing and it'll be like, oh, you haven't heard this song before. You want to tag it? And I'm like, yeah, I want to tag that song. Um, but there's also, uh, like, you know, a, a maps app and all these other apps as well. The dead tech app as well, which is where your, your mission app essentially. And then there's the, um, the scout X app, which is kind of like, I guess, four square, maybe or like a Facebooky kind of Instagram mashup of all of those things where you'll be, uh, cruising around the city and it'll pop up on your phone saying, Hey, there's a scout X location nearby. And so you open up the app and it'll give you a picture of like a certain landmark and it'll give you like a, a, however many meters away it is. And if you go to that location and take a selfie with it, it uploads it to the Scout X server and you get more followers from it. So that's a neat little thing to sort of like run around a city. Like you'll be on your way to a mission. You'll be like, oh, there's a new location. Jump off my bike, run around. Oh, there it is. Take a sweet selfie. You can gesture as well. So you can do like different poses and gestures in the, in the selfies as well. Um, it's all very, very, very like arbitrary and, and superficial in a way, but I don't know. I love it so much. Um, but one of the, the highlights of the game is the fact that the characters and the story and the writing is actually kind of interesting and good. Uh, I keep talking about this game. Like I'm just like, I actually like it. You know, I'm finishing all my sentences with question marks just because I'm surprised about how much I'm enjoying it. I was going to say, no one but, blames you. Watch Dogs 1 was a mess. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's it's a really good step in the next direction, in, in, in the right direction. In terms of that, that, like, the series of Watch Dogs and for Ubisoft as a company. But, um, yeah, the writing's really good. The characters interact with each other. Uh, they, they seem really, like, grounded and relatable almost. Um uh, wrench is my favorite so far and if you've seen the promotional material he's the one with the like led glasses that like he can program to light up and do different things kind of like a like daft punk helmet almost and all the studs um i'm already looking at buying a pair of those glasses because i know you can buy them and potentially doing some sort of cosplay as wrench because he's really really cool he's like this he looks like this like anarchy punk heavy like fuck the police kind of guy and he is but he's also super nerdy like um i had a i think a two and a half minute conversation marcus and and wrench did about their favorite star wars characters um which i was i just i really enjoyed brought a smile to my face um and the other thing about this game is i had a chance to jump in now it has a seamless multiplayer which is working now uh when it launched it wasn't there and the preview copies like the frame rate dropped pretty terribly and it has happened a couple of times to me i've had a couple of like really bad frame rate drops but not even near as bad as some of the ones i've seen in early reviewed copies so it's not perfect but it still works um so there's a 
you know, PvP online, which basically it's like a seamless online experience. People can jump into your game and try and hack you and do things. And there are different objectives you can do in terms of PvP online stuff. Um, it might be like bounty hunting like other players or trying to stealthily hack another player. Um, or even if you might be driving along and another player will be escaping from the cops in your game and it'll be like, all right, neutralize that target. That's another player. And then everyone, you, you'll just see like a, a swarm of other people like just converging on this one person who's like trying to drive away from the cops. And um, you still get XP if you just happen to be alive when that happens, um, which is interesting. Like I, I was nowhere near one and they must have killed the target. And it was like, oh, you didn't have anything to do with it, but here's a little bit of XP for being here. All right, cool. Thanks. It's called the Participation Award. Yeah, it was. It was like, you know, you know, everyone, the gold star trophy. It was you tried. Yeah, exactly. I didn't even try, to be honest. <laughs> I just, like, I was, I literally was in the same server as the people who were trying harder than I was. I was, like, trying to do a side quest, and I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, taking selfies at the front of, like, the fucking Golden Gate Bridge, and I'm, like, yeah. Oh, wait, what? Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, selfies. Um, but the other thing, it has a... Uh, multiplayer co-op as well and there are co-op missions you can do um and i had a chance to jump in and play with our friend brendan uh and i tell you what within the first five minutes i had like tears of laughter in my eyes just because it was so funny um so basically what happened was we we Brennan jumped into my game. We we're like, "Oh, cool!" We're running around showing each other what what outfits we were wearing. Uh, my sweet button up shirt that has donuts all over it, which I love, and um, I can't bring myself to put anything else on because I love that shirt so much. Um, and like taking taking photos with each other, and I was like, oh, "All right, cool. All right, let's go do something." So we went to go do something, and I think I accidentally like hit. I think Brennan might have pulled his weapon out and shot someone accidentally, and we're like, "Uh oh, okay." And then the cops arrived, and I was like, "All right, let's all right, let's let's take care of this." And then, and then a helicopter got called in, and then I went and got a car. I was like, "Brennan, get in, let's go." And we drove, and I drove off like, like a cliff face. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do a sweet jump," but I drove it off it. I hit a tree and got wedged between the tree and the cliff face, like vertically, like nose facing down. I couldn't get us out of it. But we started to like evade the police, like they couldn't find us there. And I was like, "If we get out of this, Brendan, this this could work. This could be a thing we do." Uh, it didn't happen. But then Brendan was like sending his quadcopter out to try and like distract them. All the while, while we're sitting in this car, and I'm like wiggling the left thumbstick, trying to jam our way out of the tree at least to try and get away. And I, holy shit, it was so funny. Um, but then we did a mission after that, and it was like super like successful. Like one of us went in and ran interference and the other one like like Brendan ran interference and I ran uh I had my little RC uh remote control car that I threw out and I basically like worked my way in snuck in hacked what we needed to hack and got out of there relatively unscathed and I was like that that felt really good that was a lot of fun um so there's a lot a lot to love about the game um again it's one of those I, I bought the two games that like have been reviewing like critically they've been doing really well but not a lot of people have been playing them either because in titanfall's case i mean battlefield one's out and even to a lesser extent call of duty um and then watchdogs 2 everyone's a little bit 
still a bit burnt from the first game. So these are two excellent games that you can get for fucking peanuts at the moment. Um, or at some point in the next few weeks, again, you'll be able to get for peanuts. Uh, considering they are both AAA games that have launched in the last month. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm early days with the story. Um, I'm interested to see if it's ever, if it, if the game's ever going to force me into gunplay. Um, I have seen some instances watching Brennan play it here where right. he does it like, it's not so much that it forces you into it, but it becomes a better option to save you from the frustrations of what can be a poor checkpoint system sometimes. Right. Yeah. Which sucks. It, yep. No, I, I, I have, uh, fell victim to that a couple of times. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, th- I feel like the reward and the, the satisfaction of doing it like non-lethal is, is good. But like, I, I, I mean, I'll address those situations when I come to them. I thought there would be a point where it's going to like, yeah, like you said, not not force so much, but like go yeah, maybe maybe pulling out a ri- an auto rifle is better right option here. But I'm trying not to because because um, ludo narrative dissonance, dissonance. <laughs> absolutely. Look, like, and and this game is rife is rife with it. Marcus seems like a cool dude, and I don't. I, he from is. what I've seen of him, I don't see him shooting people, and then here no. he is shooting people. Yeah, the only time I've really used like my rifle is when. Uh, I've been trying like against gangs, against rival gangs. There are gangs in the city that you can, uh, if you get certain upgrades, you can call in gangs against other people so that you can target another player or like another NPC in the world uh, and send a gang after them, uh, or the police as well. Um, but yeah, I've used it when I've, I've come up against gangs and I'm like, you guys are shooting at me, so get fucked. Um, and even police I haven't shot. Like, it's just been the gang members in, like, terms of single-player stuff. Um, and then, apart from that, I've used my my uh, my stun gun, my 3D-printed stun gun, which, yes, at your, your hacker space, you have a 3D printer. That that's how you print all your weapons, um, which is ridiculous, but I love it. Um, and when I was playing co-op with Brendan, just because it was funny, like, and I felt like that was a separate experience, even though it was in the same world and it was still technically my Marcus, um, I was like, nah, we're just having fun here. These guys aren't part of my storyline. It's fine. Um, so yeah, I am trying to, to go non-lethal, which is strange for me because I'm not a non-lethal kind of person. But the hacking stuff is really fun and it works really well. So I'm, uh, I'm trying my best. And it feels, feels right. But yes, Watch Dogs 2. It's, good. it's a good game. As is Titanfall two, both both sequels, both the underdogs, um, but definitely check them out. Uh, cannot recommend them enough. Um, I might check back in with Watch Dogs two into on the podcast in a few weeks once I've played a little bit more of it. But um, at the moment, I've sunk quite a bit of time into it, and I've, I've enjoyed every moment I've spent with it. Like I really, really enjoy that game. Um, but Kyron, Kyron. What have you been playing? I mean, I know what you've been playing, but let's tell all the let's tell the audience. We live in a world now. <laughs> we live in a world where Final Fantasy fifteen is actually out. Yep, it's a post Final Fantasy fifteen world. Ten years ago, that was announced. 
10 years, man. As, Under as, a different name as, as well. Final Fantasy Versus 13, a PS3 exclusive. <laughs> and it was at the like it was at the beginning of the PS3 life cycle, wasn't yes. it? Yes. It was announced Jesus. as part of like the oh, the Fabula Nova Crystallis trilogy, along with oh. Final Fantasy 13 and Final Fantasy Ajito, which would become Final Fantasy Type 0. Right. It's out now though, and Every chance I've had this week to play it, I have been playing it. I think I've clocked no- about 20 hours so far, which is not as much as I would like. Mm-hmm. But, holy shit, the game is really good. Cool boy. It's 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 right up there so far from like everything I've played this year. Like It's it's probably going to be top five at this point. It's So it's, that's, let's just set the stage. Yep. Basically, it's really simple. The story isn't like, you know, typically Final Fantasy games can get pretty heavy, and this one's not exactly light on the story. Yep. Right. If you want to know a lot of the, the stuff that sets, that's set in motion before the game, I would recommend you check out King's Glaive and right. the Brotherhood, like, four or five part anime series on YouTube. They aren't essential, but the way the game starts doesn't really. He goes, "Hey, this happened. All right, let's get to, let's get straight to the game, which was right. fine for me because I'd already seen it all. But I can see it would be maybe it would be off-putting for some people, a little jarring. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'll try to steer clear of spoilers because okay. it's only been out for a, less than a week, so I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. I haven't done that much in the way of story because I keep getting distracted by the ridiculous amount of like side quests and just." Ooh, that's a cool-looking rock. Let's go look at that rock, and then whatever I stumble upon near that rock, and going fishing, and taking photos, and God, cooking. But cooking, cooking. So let's just break it down right here. It, it obviously is open world now, open world Final Fantasy. Not uh-huh. not like the old days of like random encounters and all that stuff. ATB at the window plays more like a Kingdom Hearts, I guess you'd say. Okay, yep. Which, if you play Kingdom Hearts, you know that that combat, it was, it's good, but obviously in Kingdom Hearts, I think it was a bit simple. It's not overly complicated in this. You can play it pretty basically by holding down circle and just attacking constantly, which is fine. Right. Uh, but it's the little things inside the combat that I think make it up, because obviously the game is all about the four main characters. Yep. Which is Noctis. I'm not even going to read their full names because, as much as I love Square Enix, wow, guys! <laughs> okay. we, yeah, Kyron, we, we've heard the Kingdom Hearts 2.8 Super Mega Happy Fun Time Edition Super Climax. You, you know what? I will attempt to read them because all right, all right. So, Noctis Lucius Callum is the crown uh-huh. the crown prince of Lucius, and he is your main character. Uh, uh-huh. He is joined by his three buddies, Gladios. Amasitia? Amasitia? I don't know. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Ignis Scientia? And Prompto Argentum? 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 (laughs) Uh, Yep, you've lost me. You've lost me. Noctis, Gladios, Ignis, and Prompto. They're the four characters that you're basically spending all your time with. Originally, that idea was weird to me because obviously in Final Fantasy games it's all about getting your party you build your party then you like swap out people you don't want you're like in the bin don't want you yep but yeah this one is 
is these four characters, and I was worried at first, but from what I played so far, it's a really smart choice. Yeah, like I, I guess it kind of adds to the the emotional attachment that you have to those characters because you you know that going into it, it's like, all right, these are the guys I'm going to know over the next sixty to eighty hours. Yeah, for sure. Like the 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 basic gist of the game is you are going on a road trip with your three bros to go and get hitched to Luna Freya, the uh, his fiance basically, and a former princess. Yep. So, like, what starts off as a simple thing, I think really helps with the, just the, the core of the four characters. And just as you're running around the world map or in combat sometimes or driving somewhere, they'll just have little back-and-forth quips which offer you often really good glimpses into their characters without having to have, like, a 10-minute cutscene with just okay. arbitrary dialogue. It's like... It honestly feels a bit more like how Persona does its characters. Right, okay. Persona's got social links, obviously, whereas where you, you learn most of the the finer details of the characters. Yeah. And this one, so, like, it seems like they've sort of gone more that way. Like, the, the character information isn't just dumped on you. It's trickled in. Yep. Which is good. Which is... I've I've I mean I've I've barely played any Final Fantasy games. Like I've played most of seven, mm-hmm. and I, I'm pretty sure that's it. Uh, but that's one of the things that I can see as being off-putting sometimes, especially with these very like grand scale JRPGs. Um, is like that that info dump that does come thick and fast, especially in the first few hours of the game. Well, it's fair to um, say, like, most Final Fantasy Final Fantasy games, at least you spend the first 10 hours sort of getting the setting down. Like, at least in right. in 7, you spend 6 or 7 hours alone in Midgar before you even, like, yeah. get out into the open world. So That's true, yeah. This one definitely, I think, gets... Well, I don't want to say gets to the point quicker, because the point is so simple, it just kind of gets moving quicker. Yep. Sometimes think- the open world can feel... I don't know, a little bit empty. Okay. But yeah. I don't know. I forgive a lot of its shortcomings just for just for how nice it feels to get in the car with your with your buddies, turn on yep. your, your Final Fantasy soundtracks and just cruise yes. around. Now I must admit I did have I did have a look at this game uh tonight actually. I went to our, our friend Ben's place and um we were waiting before we were going to see a movie tonight. Uh, which Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I saw it for the second time tonight. I highly recommend. Go and see it. No, it's not a movie podcast, but it's my hot tip for the week. Um, one of many. But yeah, I watched him play. He was like, yeah, do you want to have a look at it? I'm like, sure. So he booted it up and we and he had a run around. Um, show me some of the fishing because uh, we're, we're both suckers for fishing mini games in games like this. Um, and yeah, it looked great, like just visually. Like I was like, yeah, this is this looks great. Very impressed. Yeah, like it. It definitely like again. There are some. I have noticed some just some stutters and some issues here and there. But mm-hmm. and my PS4 sometimes sounds like it wants to literally launch into orbit when it's running the game. <laughs> Basically, if you listen really carefully, you can hear the the disc spinning up, going buy a pro. Yep. But, right. Yeah. That subliminal messaging, man. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, holy crap. So, I talked about... I mentioned the combat. It's all it's all pretty... It's action. Not quite hack and slash. It's hold circle to attack. 
Yep. Uh, you can have four weapons equipped, basically. Mm-hmm. Typically, it goes short sword, a spear, a heavy sword, and then a magic in your down fad D. You can you can customize as you want. You can equip daggers instead of a big like a heavy sword. You can equip a gun if you want. Right. Uh, so it gives you plenty of options in that regard. Uh, but the important thing is with the little with the little bro interactions that you have with your buddies, there are some really insane, just stupid, cool things that can happen in combat. Yeah. Like I had one today where I was in. I was using my spear to like fight a like a Magitech soldier, and I was like, "Yeah, this is going pretty good. I'm going to win this." But to finish it off, my mate Ignis, who also has a spear in his offhand, he um like he tossed it to me. So I leapt up in the air with both my spears and just slammed down and annihilated what was left of the enemy. And it felt really great. I I must admit, when I was watching Ben play it, he was in a combat part as well. And um, I think uh, Prompto threw him his gun. Oh, yeah. And he just like unloaded this pistol into the enemy. I was like, that's pretty cool. That looks really badass. So it does give you some options with your allies. They're uh, like... Each of them can have an an ability you can trigger that uses like a tech bar, which you fill up as you are engaged in combat. Mm -hmm. And they they have various uses. At the moment, I've got Ignis has got an ability where he imbues my weapon with the element the enemy is weakest to, if they've analyzed it already. So say I'm fighting a a wolf that's weak to fire. If I trigger that, he will give me a fire weapon for like 60 seconds so I can do even more damage. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, and oh, what have we got? Gladios, Gladios has like an amazing. Just he got it has a huge sweep attack where he slams down from the sky, and just breaks the enemy armor so they're just on the ground helpless, just letting me <laughs> hack away at them. The combat again, I was worried at first in the earlier encounters when I was just sort of holding circle. I was, I was mm. it was a worry that I'd had since I first played uh, Duske or Duskave last year. Right, but when I started getting the extra little features here and there, I was kind of I was I I love the combat now. Um, if this is how the seven remake's gonna play, like holy shit, sign me up because that's gonna... what I was gonna that's what I was gonna say to you. Just like, it, would you be happy if this is like the the the, the same sort of it, like even with the the team up stuff as well? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd I'm, be cool. I think it opens up some very some very cool just some cool team attacks like it doesn't it doesn't ever really get too complicated circles oh. attack uh you can triangle to like warp strike enemies yep uh square is dodge so if you are just holding square he'll do like a little phase dodge but it will consume your mp mm-hmm. uh, but if you get the defend option at first i was not sure if it was like timing based turns out you just hold square Okay. You see the prompt, you hold square, you'll get attacked, and then you'll get like a parry option, which is also cool. So it's never really too complicated. It might get different further in. There might be more combos and things like that. Yeah, I fought some pretty... At first I was just fighting wolves and soldiers, but I fought a a weird spider lady in a cave today. I forget what her type was. I fought a bunch of mind flayers. Which was okay. Which was insane. They were scary as shit. <laughs> and the yeah, the combat first and foremost is just something that I'm really enjoying about the game. It's it's simple, but it's satisfying in a way, right? Which is cool. The, uh, the one thing that stuck out to me from just watching a little bit of it and seeing the promotional stuff, but actually seeing it in action, is 
the fact that it feels like a more grounded world, like there's obviously magic and these like, you know, the soldiers and all that kind of stuff that you would expect from some sort of Final Fantasy game. But like there's just cars and diners and roads. And I was like, it was, it was weird for me. Like, I I don't know, like I, I don't, my knowledge of Final Fantasy isn't super strong, but like I hadn't seen anything like that before in this sort of game. Yeah, I mean, the tagline originally was "This is a fantasy based on reality," right? So yeah, they, of course, they definitely have been. But they, you are not wrong. It was it was sort of weird at first seeing, not so much the car aspect because cars have been in a game before, but just driving down the road. Yeah, like yeah. this is this is weird, but I don't know, sort of cathartic. For a, a it was bit, a bit refreshing. Of a start, yeah, for a little bit of a start, Ignis doesn't let you drive. That fucking asshole. I'm the prince. I I drive when I want to drive. My car. My car, my rules. Uh, But when you finally get to start driving... so Driving isn't complicated. You sort of hold R2 to drive. You can turn left or right. Square does a U-turn. That's basically it. The car kind of sticks to a track. Yeah, it's like on rails, yeah. At first I was worried, but now I just really like it. I love just cruising from point A to point B... Sometimes the guys will talk. I'll have music playing. It's just, yep. it just feels nice. The, it looked nice, like watch, just watching Ben do it. It was cool. The road trip nature of the game is, it's just satisfying to, to enjoy. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's really stood out to me. The, the way the story's unfolded so far, I'm kind of worried. Not at the quality of the story, just how over-level I am for some of the stuff. Uh, okay. I love doing side quests, even if they are pretty repetitive in this one. Like, usually you'll do a side quest for someone, get your reward, and if you're at the right point, they'll be like, oh, hey, I've got another quest for you. And it's basically, right. go a bit further and do the thing you just did and come back. And you're like, uh, I mean, I'll do it because I want to play more of this game. Yep. But, you know... But at this point, I'm doing the story quest, and I was it's like you need to be level 21, and I am currently pushing 29. So okay, I don't know. yep. So I'm a pretty, bit over OP. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that part worries me because it's the story is divided by chapters. So you be I guess you you've got a clear idea of when you're going to hit the end of a chapter. But right. Having said that, even even when I was eight levels over, I the combat's just too fun. I didn't care if I was winning easily. Uh, I've been on the fence about this game, but like, I mean, seeing, like, hearing you talk about it now and seeing it in action today, and very briefly today, I mean, I, it's, I might pick it up eventually. I think, I think, I, but here's the thing: like, for someone like me, who his only real interaction with the Final Fantasy series has been Final Fantasy VII. In terms of accessibility for newcomers, what's 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 the deal? I mean, if you haven't really played a Final Fantasy, you'll be fine. Yeah, it, it's pretty. It's because it's so radically different from how they usually play. Like everyone sort of was on the same page when they played it. Right. Okay. So that that aspect wouldn't be an issue really. It just depends on how how invested you think you can get in the narrative. Because I mean, I'm I'm all in. Yeah. Of course. Thing. Yeah. Uh, but like some people may not be into it having the same four characters around them maybe they think it'll be stale or they'll get yeah. sick of them maybe they don't enjoy some of the 
their personality traits because often they are they are boiled down to a certain point. Like Ignis is the is the smart one. Uh, yeah, Prompto is the high energy one who I thought I'd hate, but he's actually probably my favorite at the moment. Uh, yeah, I, I I must admit from the ones that I saw today, I, Prompto was my favorite. Yeah. Gladius yeah. is kind of just the, the badass. He's the big tough guy who's not really scared of anything. And where's he has his shirt unbuttoned so you can see how ripped he is. <laughs> of course. And uh, Noctis is the broody Final Fantasy main character. Yep. Uh, but that's the thing. You actually mentioned the you had a couple of dialogue options uh, in Titanfall 2. But it did really affect the story. But it, I don't know. It gave you some nice authorship over your character. Yes, yeah. this, this has a similar thing actually. There'll be some sometimes you get dialogue choices and it kind of it's nice because obviously as I said, usually the main character can be pretty broody, but sometimes the options are positive and it's nice to have that choice. Right. Yeah. It's just nice to not have to be sort of the the, the storm cloud. It's like no, my character can be can be upbeat, can be cheerful. And- and it's cool too, like especially in like a like an RPG or like a, a JRPG, especially, um, or even in a first person shooter. But like, it, it it's cool to have like your own version of that character. Yeah, yeah, it puts sure. that little personalized spin on it, which is you know it's a nice touch. But there, so there's one more thing I'm going to talk about, and I get I could talk about this game a lot more, but I'm only, <laughs> I'm only, I'm only twenty hours in, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. So far, right. I'm, relatively confident i'm gonna be fine and i'm gonna love this game yep but probably my favorite thing and it's such a such a small thing and it involves prompto you probably saw it when you were watching ben play it i don't know oh, right. actually uh, before i talk about it, I should, probably, I should probably talk about the experience because it's going to relate to that so before i get onto the final point it has changed up how you level up which you you obviously know everyone who's seen the game knows it's mm-hmm. so you level up by camping or sleeping in like, like actual hotels or uh, like motels. Yeah, and hotels, motels, and, and caravans and stuff like that. Yeah. So to get any of your, so as you do combat or complete quests, it'll add XP to like a stack, but that XP okay. will not be consumed until you sleep. Which again, it sort of makes, it makes that little mundane task that these characters would actually have to do interesting. Yep. And I kind of like it. I like. Oh, got a lot of XP. It's getting dark out. Better go catch some Zs and get my experience points. Adds weight to it, yeah. Yeah, and then um, you'll have Ignis cook you up a nice little meal, which will boost, like, your max HP or your attack damage. And, God, some of that food looks so good. I have seen uh, people campaigning for a Final Fantasy XV cookbook. Oh, my God, I'd buy it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people would. I've, I've, in the comments I've seen, people are like, um, can we please have a cookbook now? Like that—that's yeah. the thing that needs to happen. Just looking at the the pictures of it, like when he serves up the food, it just looks so good. <laughs> and uh, certain characters have things they prefer. So if you cook a dish that a character likes, they'll perform better in combat. Ah, oh, cool. So it's like you know passive buffs and stuff like that. That's yeah, cool. yeah. And again, uh, and also Brod will be happy to know that the lengthy camp setup doesn't seem to be in the game at all like <laughs> so there you go that thing that you didn't like doesn't seem to be there, <laughs> there go. that's good news it's good, good news, news for him. him i guess yeah uh but yeah so that's basically i wanted to touch on that first because at the end of that so you you tally your xp you eat a you eat a meal if your skills go up so like each character's got a certain skill they're good at like noctis is good at fishing as you've seen 
Yes. Which is pretty, it's, it's a pretty simple mini game. You toss your rod yeah. in, you can change your lures, you can change like rod components, and then you just enter a, a QTE mini game with a fish. Like yep. move joystick left, move right, R2 to reel in. Pretty basic. Uh, Gladius is survival, so like he'll pick up items after combat, like elixirs or potions and stuff like that, which can be fucking handy sometimes. Oh yeah. Yep. And Ignis is the cook, so as he as he ranks up, he'll learn new recipes. Sometimes you'll pick up an ingredient and he'll just be like, I've got it. And you're just like, <laughs> Well, Ignis, chill out. We're in the wilderness. We picked up a berry and you're like, Nope, I can cook this delicious meal now. Just like picking up a berry, just being like rock hard going, yeah. yes. yes, I can cook something. <laughs> and you're like, Ignis, please, just, okay. Like, we're around Chill. people. Oh. Chill. Uh, but Prompto has my favorite. He has his camera. Right. Yes, of course. So, again, if you've got anyone that you know that is playing Final Fantasy 15 and on social media, you've probably seen heaps of these pictures already. Yep. But I know because I posted a bunch of them already. But basically... Prompto will just take photos randomly during the game. Yep. And at the end of each day, you get to review them and you can like save them to a collection, which is really neat. And if I finish the game and the credits roll and it doesn't show me like a slideshow or like a collage of these photos, I'm going to be oh, deeply disappointed. Oh, you know that's going to happen. It better. I'll be sad you if You know it that's going to happen, yeah. Uh, but I unlocked a skill recently for him where he can... It's just... It's called Random Selfie. <laughs> And now yeah. just sometimes he'll just take selfies <laughs> and it's, it's just the best. <laughs> I have seen some of these pop up online and yes, so they do good. look amazing. <laughs> yeah. They look fantastic. I, I really like Prompto. He's Prompto's great. great. I, Prompto was solidified as my favorite in the very brief, like look glimpse that I had at this game um, by Ben finished a fight and the, he started seeing the, uh, the, the victory the, tune. The victory theme. And I was like, yes, well done. Well done, sir. That is very funny. It was amazing. And And I was like, is he? And Ben's like, yes, he does it all the time. And I'm like, yes. It's so good. And also his other, the other thing that makes him the best is his love for chocobos. Yes. That Ben was telling me about this. I recently unlocked access to the chocobos, but yeah, until (laughs) that point, like when the chocobo was an option and I hadn't done the quest, he was always just like, can we go see the Chocobos now? <laughs> we want to see the Chocobos. And like singing the I want to ride my Chocobo all day yep. tune to the theme of the Chocobo music. <laughs> I love it. And I love just jumping on my giant yellow bird and just riding across the hillside with my four, my three buddies on their giant yellow birds. Yep. And sometimes they'll be like, uh, like they'll be, it doesn't actually seem like it's a race, but they're like, but you can't beat me. And like they'll just like, run ahead, well, and like, it's just mate, yeah. man. That it, the game is just it is just jolly, and I love it. It it does. It seems very self-referential. Like it seems very aware oh, yeah. of itself, and that's it uh, that's the thing is. that's sort of sucking. It's sucking me in. Like you know, with that prompto singing the victory theme, um, the fact you can buy all the uh, old Final Fantasy soundtracks and Ooh, play them yeah. in the car, like um, all this sort of stuff. Like you know, there's also like and he, just heaps of little objects that you can like not not deeply interact with but you can check on like for example in some of the gas stations you can check on a a a coffee item on like the shelf okay it'll be like coffee like sold out and then the the group will be like we we can't let him see this he'll be shattered and i'm pretty (laughs) sure they're talking about ignis but um yeah it's like we don't let him see it 
he won't be able to handle it. <laughs> and there's like lots of those little things where you'll interact with an item and the characters will have like some banter and it just, yeah, man, it's just so good. I'm so happy with yeah. it. 10 yeah, years of I, waiting and I'm, I'm just, I can't wait to get into more of it. Yeah. Like honestly, I'm probably going to pick up maybe when there's a slump next year, I might, when I've got like a good chunk of time that I can sing into it. I, it's definitely something I, I am interested in playing. Um, and the more I see it, the more it, that is solidifying that that uh, response. So it's good news. Good news for everyone. I also want to do a quick shout out as well to just the soundtrack by Yoko right. Shimomura, who I, if you, uh-huh. if you play Kingdom Hearts, that's what she is known for predominantly. Mm-hmm. But uh, her soundtrack is so good in this game. Yeah. Just that, that title great. theme on the menu. Like I yeah. can sit there and listen to that forever. It's just so good. Yeah, some of the battle music was really good as well. Yeah, each mm. I've noticed that some areas have different battle music, which also is exciting because I oh, that's cool. I can't wait to see what else I hear. Yep, but every time like a, a tune, like the, the nice little overworld tune, picks up as I'm riding, like driving along the overworld. If I'm not listening to a, like the seven soundtrack or something, it just feels so good. And yeah, in combat when the when the choir kicks in all the time, you're like, well, I've got to get my big sword out and hit some guys. Yep, I've got to do it. Like Yoko's big telling me time. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man the game is so good if you are if you have never played a Final Fantasy don't be intimidated It'll, it's welcoming it'll good. be fine like we were all on the same page when we played this game because it's, it's so different to what Final Fantasy is yep uh, and if you have and you weren't sure because it's been 10 years in the making and it could be shit I would honestly say don't worry it's really good great that is good news all around Gotta buy the season pass next week because I'm a sucker and I want to get all those episodes, all those character yeah. episodes and the and, co-op DLC. And the, the boss fight against the fucking head of like the, the final, like Square Enix. I'm pretty sure it's a free, just a free thing adding. Is it a free one? That's, I, I saw that pop up tonight and I was like, that's fucking hilarious. I, something like further solidifying that this game is super self-aware. Yeah. Well, it's getting a, a free holiday update by the end of the year, which will, which I don't know which town it is yet, but they've said it will spruce up one of the towns in the game with the Christmas spirit. Oh, okay. So I can't wait to see which one that is, and it's going to add like new game plus and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, yeah, well done, Square Enix. You actually you did it somehow. Finally, against all the odds, you bought out Final Fantasy Fifteen, and it's <laughs> fucking good. Awesome, 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 awesome. Well, have you played anything else this week, Karen? I mean, I picked you know, up. I picked up Battlefield One. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've, I've, I've sunk. I think I've basically cleared the campaign, and I played several multiplayer matches. Right. It's really good. The campaign is, again, surprisingly good considering this is dice. And I played Battlefield Three and Four, and their campaigns were not very good. No, no. But this one is, and I kind of like how it chooses to portray World War One. Doesn't... It seems like the most logical way to present it, from what I know. Yeah, of it. it's it's very much just like, look, this was not a good war, guys. It yeah, it was bad. Yeah, and yeah, like I think I think it gets it just right. Like, there's enough instances where you're just gunning people down, where you're like, this is, yeah, wow, that was a war that happened, and it's it's heavy. There's some there's some heavy stuff in there. Some of the cutscenes yeah. are interesting in the way they're done, and yeah, very good. The multiplayer is fantastic i never really know what's going on but that's always how battlefield goes really <laughs> you spawn right. into a, a 60 player war and <laughs> you don't know what's going on and you're usually just like i need to be inside a building because there are bullets whizzing everywhere and i'm scared shitless 
And then next minute, a fucking Zeppelin crashes into the side of said building, and you're like, yeah. well, I'm fucked. I had a Zeppelin targeting me aggressively. <laughs> like, I was on the, the, I can't remember which map it is, but it's like the Italian hillside, mountainside area. Okay. And we were, ca- like, I was trying to, I was in my squad trying to capture, and like, I just watched as their Zeppelin rolled in above us. And just hose me down. I was like, oh, wow, I'm dead. All right, respawn near that point. Oh, it's still here. And just hose me down again. <laughs> uh, I was also excited to find out you can you can get up on top of those damn things. I Yes, I have heard about this. Because I was on a, like, one of my, my team had the Zeppelin because we were doing so badly. So one of my squad mates got up there and I spawned on him. And I was just on top of his Zeppelin, just cruising around the battlefield. He was on there sniping because he's a badass, I guess. <laughs> like, Battlefield, I understand if you're, like, you're intimidated by its multiplayer, but mm. some of the shit that happens in that game. Oh. I, look, I, I, again, it's another game I'm probably going to pick up in a couple of weeks because I know you've got it, so having someone to jump in with might make it less intimidating. But, yeah, that's how I felt about that, that franchise for a while now. Um, but this is the one that's, ma- like, again, like Final Fantasy is, like... All right, maybe maybe this is the one. Yeah. This is the one I'm going to jump in on. And that battlefield theme, it sounds better than ever. Yep. Uh, but yeah, awesome. that's, that's basically it, though. Mostly cool. 15, because it's fucking awesome. Go and play it, everyone, please. Awesome. I mean, I, I played a little bit of Inside as well, but I'm going to wait till I finish it before I talk about that. I picked that up. I hate... It's I want to play it before the end of the year. I mm-hmm. do. But I yeah. also have to realize I'm living in a world where next week I get The Last Guardian. That's true. I know, right? And I've got fucking a bajillion games here, and I'm like, oh, yeah. God, what did I do to myself? It w- we were looking fine up until like a month ago. Yeah. And then and then not even that, like the fact that, yeah, the last week there's just been, hey, you know those games that you've been like kind of interested in? Yeah, they're all like at least half price now. And he's like, well, shit, and- now I've got to get them. Fucking all right. Oh, shit. I'm, like, making it rain money at, like, department stores. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I did pick up Inside as well. I haven't booted it up yet. Mm. And I'm probably going to pick up Rise of a Tomb Raider for $39 because it's <laughs> stupid cheap. Even Deadpool for, like, $12 It's pretty good as well at the moment. Yeah. Um, oh, I also man. picked up a game called Manual Samuel that I watched a couple of playthroughs of, and it intrigued me. It seems like Quop with a storyline. Um, Interesting. Yeah, like, it, the basic premise is you control this character, but you control every element of it. Like, like well, not every element, but, like, you have to make sure he's breathing. You have to make sure that he blinks after a while, otherwise his eyes dry out and pop. And, like, Good yeah, gosh. but there's this... Yeah, it's it's very visceral. Um, but And you can play it uh, co-op as well. So, like, you know, you might be in charge of, like, the legs, or like, the left leg and the right arm and the eyes, and your partner might be in charge of, like, breathing. And, yeah, but then you have to do, like... Basically, he gets sent to hell, and you've got to try and fight your way out of hell. Um, it seems really silly. The art style is really, really cool as well, and the the general tone of the game looked really, really cool. So um, it was going for like $8, and I was like, sure, why not? I, that might be something my wife and I can sit down and play together. So I, I, I took the plunge on that. I've installed it. I haven't had a chance to boot it up yet because, yeah, I played Titanfall 2, then Watch Dogs 2, then a, half of Inside, so... You know, you know, I also played last week that I completely forgot about until just then. Mm-hmm. I also downloaded that weird phone game. Oh, yeah. You were going to talk about mission. this. Yeah. All right. So Do I you want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, we'll do it briefly because it was only yeah. like when you tally up all the time I spent, it was probably only about 20 minutes, half an hour in it. Okay. 
so Sarah's Missing is a weird little, I guess you'd call it, would you call it horror? Like, I don't even know. I have. I still haven't checked it out yet, so I, I, I don't have any... But I guess the best way to describe it is it is a game that just emulates an overlay of a phone. Yep. And a girl techno called... Techno horror. Yeah, I guess, yeah. And a girl named Sarah is missing. And your goal is to sort of, like, dig through her phone and work, try to figure out what happened to her. Like, it's interesting. Like, I don't know how I felt when I finished it. I Okay. I, I'm not sure if I made the right choices. Like, I wasn't making the choices I should have been making. Uh, but it was definitely interesting, and I really liked the idea of it. The replayability that you could go back through again and maybe try it. Yeah, yeah, like I, could, I could definitely yeah. go back and try choosing differently. But yeah, like I, it's interesting. It's a free download, so check it out if you if you if you have a phone, I guess. <laughs> I, I, yeah, well, I, I like these games that are sort of like like the uh, the Mister Robot game as well. Uh, and there's another one on on iOS. And I think it's on Android as well called Lifeline. There's a few in that series as well that all sort of take place not in real time necessarily, but like in the the context of a phone. And I, I love that kind of concept because it sort cool of makes idea. it, yeah. I well, the way I felt playing the Mr. Robot game, like I actually felt like a character, like I felt a part of that universe. And I felt like when I had to make decisions, I, I would like, you know, really like stew on what, what I was going to say and what, how I was going to tackle the situation. And I don't know. It's a really kind of great way to do a mobile game. Yeah, it's definitely a really interesting way. And I, mm. I think I mostly enjoyed it. I just wish I'd, chosen differently at like in my first playthrough if that's right. gone now my first playthrough is gone it's uh, yeah it's happened you've, you've sullied it <laughs> it's ruined tainted um oh boy cool so joel we're at the hour mark now we are at the hour mark yeah do we want to because obviously we're going to be talking mostly about announcements do you want to maybe we should just skim through these winners all right let's do it um and maybe like check in on what we picked as well well, I was mostly wrong. I know that much. <laughs> but uh, today, the the Game Awards, the Keelys happened. The Keelys. Uh, I love. The Keelys. I still love the Keelys. I love it's the Keelys. I, I'm waiting for it to take off more often. Like it <laughs> needs to happen. It needs to happen. We there's been no unofficial like title like the Oscars or anything like that for Ke- for the Keelys. For, the Keelys. I love it. It's perfect. I'm sure Jeff Keighley would be totally on board with it. And that's the thing. I'm not. I'm not saying it in a offensive manner because I love Jeff Keighley. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just, I just, I just think the Keighleys rolls up a tongue better than the Game Awards. Yeah, I know, right? Like the Game Awards is like the formal, like the Academy Awards. It's very regal and grand. It's hmm, yes, yes, the proper name. It's like, ah, did you watch the Oscars last night? Did you watch the Keighleys? Like, Keighleys? yeah, right. It just it's got a nice ring to it. Um, but yes, they happen today. Um, I watched them from start to finish live on because uh, it was on at, at a reasonable hour. It started, I think, one one p.m. Uh, and I yeah sat down and watched it all. Uh, show was okay this year. It was like it was still good. Um, there were some parts it wasn't as good as last year. Sort of, eh, could have not. Yeah, not mm, been there. I know why they were there, but I would have rather them not be there. Yeah, exactly, and they were mainly related to money, essentially. Yeah. Um, and look, I get it. That stage looked fucking expensive. So yeah, oh yeah, fun. oh yeah, and they 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 wanted to be back in that same theater. So um, but yeah, uh, so we're gonna breeze through the uh, all the winners, um, and these are relatively in order the way they got announced in the show because I took a whole bunch of notes like a crazy person again. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll start with best family game and best handheld game. Uh, they both went to Pokemon Go. 
Uh, it makes sense, especially family game. That totally makes sense. The amount of families and and people out trekking around together, whether it be friendship families or actual families or just brothers and sisters, whatnot. There's so many people playing that game together. So, yeah, brought people together. Um, best fighting game, went to Street Fighter Five. Um, I can't even remember what else was nominated on there. I mean, uh, so f- there were other choices, and I, I don't know how I... Like, Street Fighter Five obviously was the pick to go for, but, wow, that game has had a bad launch. Uh, yeah, it did. It had an awful launch. Um, so, so far, we're... we're Pokemon Go, we were, we're for mobile handheld, and I'm pretty sure for best family. Yet we both... So we're two for so far. I've um, edged ahead, Joel. You have edged ahead, because you went with Street Fighter Five, and I went for the wild card Pokemon tournament. Um, it's three yeah. v two. Why not? I was just making it interesting. It's fine. <laughs> um, we definitely both lost on the next one. Uh, uh, the best VR game went to Res Infinite. Look, uh, man, I've only played VR once. What is a good VR game? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I suppose I I just thought maybe Job Simulator might get up there because, like, like we said in our pre-game awards show that we did a couple of weeks ago, like I feel like that that's the game that you would show people VR in. Like, it's the one that you can like just tool around in. Um, it's a, it, it's like the, the the Wii Sports of of VR, um, but apparently not. Res Infinite, that's the game, which looks great. I really want to play it because you can play it without VR. And yeah. I always wanted to play Res, so um, I should give it a look at. Uh, best art direction and best indie game went to Inside, uh, which I think I said Inside. Yep. You said Hyperlight Drifter. I did say Hyperlight Drifter, didn't I? Oh. Damn, I'm sucking oh, at this. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Uh, oh, but I did say, for best art direction, I did say inside, though. Okay, all right. So what? I'm still did one I behind. No, nah, you said Overwatch. Damn it. Yeah, so like, there's still one ahead, though. Um, best action game went to Doom, uh, mm. which is... Doom had a really good night, actually. Uh, we both got points for that. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, the Games for Impact Award, That Dragon Cancer. Now... I okay, so we'll take a we'll guy, take a second for this one. Yeah, for a second for this one because Ryan Green, the creator of that Dragon Cancer, which obviously, if you know anything about, is about uh, the story of a family dealing with the fact that their their child has cancer and they're going through the treatment for it, and yeah, so you know, really heavy heavy stuff. It's a game it's that based, I that I want to play, but I don't know if I could play. You have to be in the right mind frame to sit oh, down and play I guess. it. I, just even then, I don't know if I could if I could do it. Yeah, yeah, it I, I, I'm rough. the same. Um, but and, and you know the cherry on well, not the cherry, but like the the top it all off. It, it is based on a true story about the, the the developer's family and how he lost a child to cancer. And yeah, so it's it's semi autobiographical. Which oh boy, um, it makes so, it that much heavier. Yeah, uh, Ryan Green, the creator, who the same creator who made the game. And was uh, you know the subject matter I guess for the game, um, his speech was just it was it was bittersweet like it was it was a very 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 good speech and it was you could see him just trying so hard to keep it together, um, and it was just it was it was yeah really really not good to watch but you know what I mean it was it was really I was happy for him but I was also so so. So sad and so sorry yeah. for him, um, for the circumstances. But, um, yeah, good, good on him 
for getting up there and 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 you know knocking it out of the park. Oh, even still, it's so hard to use terms to describe it. Yeah, but... it's just it's just not easy. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's um it's some rough stuff, but yeah, like congratulations to him uh, and his bravery, I guess, for sharing that story with everyone. Um, the Training Gamer Award went to Boogie Two Twenty Nine Eighty Eight, and I don't think either of us picked that. I don't think we did a pick for that because was that a, that was a fan voted one, wasn't it? Was it was a fan one, yeah. We didn't put those down, but I'm pretty sure we both said Daniel Dwyer was. Good. I was we, hoping, like, yeah. Which is a shame. If you haven't um, checked out his his stuff, like No Clip is looking really cool. They did a an, a, a very cool two part documentary on Rocket League and its inception, and their next one is Doom. So yes, yeah. No, I'm I'm. Doom. I need to um get around to having a look at those because I yeah they sound fantastic. Um, but I mean, Boogie does some really good stuff. I mean, he's a, you know, he's a big guy. He obviously went through some stuff in his life, and he's he speaks very vocally about that and about how you know a, a good his impact as a good role model on others that may ha- be going through a, a tough situation like him. Um, so I, yeah, I get it. I get get what he won. Um, so good for him. Uh, best RPG went to Witcher Three Blood and Wine DLC. Uh, best strategy went to Civilization Six. Uh, now for those two, yeah, Karen, I think you lost a point there. In my heart, I knew it was yep. going to happen. I knew that a DLC expansion would beat the amazing Dark Souls Three. Yeah, still hurts. Yep. And the yep. fact that that award was just done offhand as well. It, yeah, that that was a bit shit. Uh, Come on, so guys. they like, they the obviously RPG give... genre is important. It's a, it's a it's a tentpole, like especially in this day and age, it's, it, it is a tentpole genre, um, a flagship genre. But anyway, that's that's what happened. But I think with those two, because we both said Civilization Six, I think we're even now. Mm. We're making this interesting. Um, now the next ones we did, well, the next one we didn't vote on. Best esports team went to Cloud Nine. Uh, I have heard of them. Cloud Nine got. I know some. I know a couple of their Smash players. They're good. Great. Awesome. Uh, best music and sound design went to Doom. <laughs> yeah, Doom. I, that, I, honestly, that probably got it just based on music because there's no way, in oh, my yeah. opinion, but its sound design is better than Battlefield One. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. Um, I mean, it's still really good though. Uh, oh, oh, geez, I thought I put down Doom for that. Apparently, I didn't. So we're still even. Um, best performance went to Nolan North. Neither of us get points for that. Again, um, I would have loved Emily to get it, but of course... I would love to, yeah. Got it. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to get it, I guess. Yeah. Um, but his speech was really good as well. I really liked his speech. Name dropped Amy Hennig um, and like thanked her for giving him the job. So that was really nice. Uh, and his whole spiel about um, the best performance is not necessarily the people, like the voice actors or the mocap artists... It's everyone on that team, like, you know, the the art design, sound design, directors, all that kind of stuff. They're, you know, hitting home that, like, maybe everyone deserves a little bit better than what they're getting currently um, instead uh, of just focusing. Maybe it's true. Maybe everyone should. Maybe, you know, maybe yeah. that should happen. <clears throat> maybe. He's, I mean, he's not wrong. He's not. He's like... not wrong. And it was really good that he he didn't just focus on the fact that, obviously, that the voice actor strike is still on. 
and they're still trying to come to some sort of agreement. But I think it's because most people, like most people, have begun to realize that the reason that the voice actor strike is still happening isn't even because of the voice actors anymore. No, no, it's because they're scared Absolutely of what not. the developers will do. If, exactly. If they yeah. Get. So like, and I think that's become clear. So I think that might be why he took that approach as well. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really good to hear him talk like that, and 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 very passionately as well. It wasn't just like a, I'm doing this because I feel obliged to do it because I am a voice actor, blah blah blah. It was like no, seriously, this, like everyone have a think about that. Just take a moment and think about that for a second. And yeah, it was really good. I mean, I love Nolan North. I've always got a soft spot for that man. Um, he's the voice of one of my favorite characters in the world, and he seems like a really awesome guy. Really lovely person to uh, to meet, I guess. But he seems like a really lovely person in general. So that's really cool. He uh, won Best Performance for his final time as Nathan Drake. Uh, best Esports player went to Cold Zero, uh, who is Brazilian and didn't speak much English, so he had a translator on stage with him, which is kind of cool. Um, best Sports and Racing Game went to Forza Horizon 3. Now, I know I picked that. Um... Did I like? I, think, I, yeah, I did. I did pick that because I was. Yeah, yeah. I, I think at we the both sports did. Sports racing category. I'm like, oh, I guess it's fat. Like it's. You were like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Forza Horizon, the one that I know. Um, it's cool, but hey, shout out to a game that is set in Australia, winning. Go, go us. But set in a like a weird, like squished version of Australia, uh, like a bastardized <laughs> version of Australia. But hey, look. They're all, like, I get why it's all like that, but We're, it's, we're getting there, you know, Joel. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're, we're stepping up to the plate. <laughs> um, best narrative went to Uncharted 4. Of course oh, We did. both got points for that. Yeah. <laughs> anywhere else. Now, here's a big one. So this is three awards here. So best game direction, best multiplayer, and best esports game went to Blizzard or Overwatch, essentially. I put Blizzard, but it's Overwatch. Um... Now, let's have a look at that. I think that was Best Studio was uh, Best Direction, Best yeah. Game Direction. So we didn't get points for that. Uh, best Multiplayer? Yeah, we said Overwatch. Yeah, we said Overwatch. Still even. Best Esports Game we didn't vote on yeah, because no. it was a fan-voted one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think it was. Um, Either way, like... Uh, I... We would have said Overwatch. Probably. Yeah, I would have said Overwatch uh, after this year. Um, here's a bit of a, uh, you know, bit of a twist one. Best action adventure game went to Dishonored 2. Not so, Uncharted 4. No, not Uncharted 4. Gave it to the, uh, you know, Unch- uh, Dishonored 2, which is good. Good for that. I mean, I I have no connection to the series whatsoever, but I've, I hear good things about that game. Dishonored, so, Dishonored 2 falls into the same pile as Titanfall 2 and Watch Dogs 2. Like right, games that, yeah. But apparently are really good, but just haven't done so well yeah or there've been other games that have offered a better version i don't know but and the big one game of the year goes to overwatch shocked joel shocked that's that's i look i mean it was a two horse race out of the nominees between overwatch and uncharted 4 um and we split on that and um i think it might put me in the lead so the uh You know this means this means that gameplay greater than narrative. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, that's it. 
Um, sorry, Uncharted. Yeah, sorry, Uncharted. <laughs> the story I mean, is nothing. They, they are essentially my games of the year anyway, so that's that's my two there that I'm going to have to painstakingly try and figure out if I can pick one more than the other. But, I mean, it was really good to see Overwatch win that. Um, I, I, I wasn't surprised, but I was mildly surprised, I think would be the best way to put it. It was good. So that was all the uh, the the winners of the awards that uh, got announced during during the the game awards stream, um, but there were also uh, a few little tidbits, world premieres, as we uh, have come to know and love uh, from from the uh, the Keelys. Ah, oh, Jeff Keely and his world premieres. He loves them. He loves them. He takes them loves very a good seriously. World premiere. Just oh, the yeah. times he was saying world premiere. He loves saying those two words. And it like popped up on the screen before and after said yeah. world premieres. Like it was like he's just hand, making sure. And his hands going in and out of his pockets. <laughs> yeah. He he always seems so confidently awkward. I love it. The way, I, oh god. We should we we need to have like a like a Jeff Keeley appreciation hour podcast, <laughs> just like where we just talk about how much we love Jeff Keeley. Jeff Keeley, you're a good guy. He's, he's a good dude. Good dude. Doing some good stuff for the industry, and I really appreciate it. Really love it. Um, but speaking of Jeff Keighley and why we love this man, uh, he started the show with um, a tribute to Kojima, uh, to Hideo, uh, Hideo Kojima. Obviously, last year at the Game Awards, there was quite a big controversy where Konami would not let Kojima attend the awards. Um, and Jeff Keighley, being a, actually a very good friend of uh, Hideo's, was pretty fucking pissed off about it, considering it's his show. Um, and he just wanted to give his best friend a really cool statue. He did, yeah, and he said that. Like, uh, but he got a little emotional. He did. Like, so yeah, so Kojima was uh, um, awarded the uh, now I can't remember the exact name of it. It was the industry icon, wasn't it? Industry icon. That's the one. Thank you. Um, so he got awarded the industry icon award, um, rightfully so pretty good choice and but yeah uh i i really liked his speech because he said something about uh jeff was saying about how he tried so hard to get the game award for metal gear solid 5 to kojima himself (laughs) and like offering to drive it out to las vegas when he was out there and and kojima said no no no, it's fine trying to get like a mailing address so he could send like a post-it to him um and eventually he said that kojima got back to him and said i don't I don't want this trophy. I don't want that blood on my hands. And it's like, oh, that is that is some grade A class classy shade. That is some uh, some grade A Kojima right there. Yeah, right. Like just absolute like the biggest of big fuck yous. Like you know, I don't want that blood on my hands. Like oh, oh, I was like fist pumping, going fucking yes, Kojima, you're a legend. Um. And yeah, like, like Keely was getting worked up. He was getting a little choked up about it. Uh, it meant a lot to him, and it was it was really good to see, um, to see him like care so much about his friend um, above anything else. That he it was his friend that he wanted to honor at uh, his game show, a game award show at the Keelys. <laughs> at the Keelys, right? He, just, he finally um, got to give his really good friend a really cool statue. Like, hey, yep. I appreciate you. Yep, 
Yeah, you are a good friend. Uh, and you got to do it in front of like millions of people like <laughs> live on the internet. So that was kind of cool. Um, I really thought that was a good way to open the show. I didn't think it, it was going like to be the opening. He's, uh, abusing his position a bit, but whatever, you know. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, it's Achilles, man. He's sure, named I in the title. I shouldn't quite... His name is in the title that people have given him. Yeah, the the, 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 the public has like affectionately coined. Um, I but, joke, but it was really cool. I really liked watching it. Absolutely. I thought it was it was great. And I, I, I couldn't like stop smiling. I was really, really happy to watch that. And uh, it made me feel really good as well. So, uh, but uh, Kojima then got up on stage and accepted the award and said very little because his English is not great. Um, and then went to walk off stage. And then he sort of stopped, turned around and walked back and everyone's like, oh, here we go. And he goes, oh, by the way, one more thing. And then pointed to the screen and we got treated to a new trailer for Death Stranding. And oh boy, do I have no idea what this game is I, about, but I need it. What I can say is there is a guy who is Mads. Yep, Mads Mikkelsen's there. Mads Mikkelsen, he is, he's attached to skeletons. In, yep. They have guns. Yep. Also, they, they, they are attached by strings. Yes, which we've already heard mentioned in the past. Yes. And, uh, there are tanks that look like they've got fleshy bits on them. Yeah. And also a baby in like a futuristic backpack. Yep. <laughs> Held by what we think is Guillermo del Toro. Surely it is like it like, has to be. What 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 is this? What there's like a fucking baby doll floating in the water in the black and water. Eyes and then like and so like, like Mads has got like something oh. running down his face, but then he looks at the doll, it opens his eyes, and he's normal. I, yep. It whoa. what weird drug trip is Kojima going to take us on, Joel? I have no idea, but I'm I in. cannot like, fucking wait. Holy shit, I cannot wait. <laughs> I'm going to be waiting. We're going to be waiting a long oh, yeah. while. It's going to be but, years. Oh god, you yeah, like we're like twenty twenty. We're seeing this game. Uh, it was like PlayStation Five shit. Um, but yeah, like it's nice to see Mads Milkerson uh, breaking the mold of his traditional stereotype character and playing the bad guy. Um, that <laughs> well, we can hey, tell anyway. We don't yeah, know he's a bad guy. Maybe Norman Reedus is a bad guy. Yeah. Whoa. What about? Oh, geez, that'd turn it on its head, wouldn't it? <laughs> but I mean, look, it's hard to tell with Mads Mikkelsen because he just looked evil all the time. Ever since I first saw him in Casino Royale, yes, right, I had yeah, trusting him, Le Chief, yeah, fucking yeah, and then you see him like, I mean, he played fucking, he played Hannibal Lecter, he did play Hannibal Lecter, like he is Hannibal Lecter, like that's that's like the epitome of evil right there, um, but I guess that rumor was confirmed true that you know that person like after they saw that uh, photo that Kojima tweeted out of a hand in a voice acting studio. And that person ran into Mads Mikkelsen on the street at the front of a recording studio wearing a jacket that looks similar to the one that was in the picture. And everyone was like, oh, is he going to be in it? Yep, apparently Man, he is. The internet. Yep, good old internet. Um, oh, before all this happened as well in the pre-show, there were a couple of things as well. There's one thing that we'll talk about later because it's we'll lump it together. But um, one thing I'm excited about, the uh, Bulletstorm full clip edition is real. It's happening being published by Gearbox Games, uh, Gearbox Studios, and if you pre-order it, you can play through the entire campaign as Duke Nukem. Uh, yeah, right. Okay, I'll, I'll buy into that. I mean, to be fair, it's probably the best game that Duke Nukem's been in in the last 10 years. So. <laughs> Wait, how long, was, how long ago was uh, 
Was Duke Nukem 3D, yeah. Yeah, whenever that was, that like that. Yeah, that was the last one, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this because fucking Bulletstorm is rad. And um, look, I don't know if Bulletstorm is going to be as rad as I remember it in this day and age when like everyone's got exoskeletons and things like that running around in first-person shooters. But I really like the setting of it. I like the world. And there was spoilers if you're going to play this game. Um, tune out for like the next 10 seconds. But spoilers... You get to ride, like, control a giant fucking mechanical T-Rex and just wreck shop. It's the best. It's fucking ridiculous, that game, but I love it. You get the whip and you, like, whip people towards you and then kick them into spikes. Oh, it was so dumb, but I loved it. Um, oh, we're just going to keep rolling on the, the, the Joel hype train here. Oh, boy. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, got a... 15 or 40 second trailer um, that just had a cassette like Walkman floating through space and then the words Guardians of the Galaxy the Telltale series while um, Marvin Gaye, I think it's Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye's Dancing in the Moonlight played. Um, That's all I needed. (laughs) Yeah, like, we don't know, we don't, we know nothing else about that game at this point. Nope. It's the definition of a tease. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, cool, this game's... And I feel like that was, their hand was probably forced with that. I don't know if oh. they were maybe planning on doing that for the Game Awards or not, but... People knew anyway, so... Exactly, it was a thing that had come out. We we knew that it exists in some way, shape, or form, but now we know it's confirmed by Telltale, and they're like, yeah, yeah, it's happening. Coming soon. That's all they said. Um, But yeah, like, nothing, nothing confirmed, but... Slide me up, tick the box, here's my email, here's my wallet. Like, yeah, just put me on the mailing list. Um, I'm all I'm all in on that. I'll play the shit out of that game. A uh, couple of cool things that happened during the show. Like, one of the cool things that happened during the show, uh, there was some live musical acts. There was Run the Jewels, which is, was cool, and uh, Race and Run. I can't even remember if that's how you pronounce it properly. but um, And they're, they're like, you know, hip-hop rap artists. They were good. Run the Jewels was probably better, I think, personally. That's just me getting on a musical musical nerd. I skipped um, them. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't as good as Churches last year. Like, Churches was awesome. See, I, I fucking I, love that band. I watched Churches. Of it. I, yeah. I just, I just, when I initially heard of these two acts, I just decided I didn't want to listen to them. Yeah. Run the Jewels is pretty good. Like, like for, like, hip-hop and stuff like that, they're actually pretty damn good. Um, pretty solid stuff. But uh, in the middle of all that, like in the middle of the show, uh, old mate, Australian Mick Gordon, uh, composer of the music and soundtrack for Doom 2016, got up on stage and performed some of the songs live. It was just him, a guy on like like synth and keys and, and, and like samplers and stuff, uh, a guy on drums and him just shredding just shredding like holy shit it was so good like just to hear and he was having a, the time of his life he's like jumping around there was a part where like he fucking there were people in the front like little like mosh pit section like taking photos and stuff and he like leant down on while he's still playing like mad riffs and like sticking his tongue out going Aah. like he was just like lapping it up and i loved it I was, it was so good to see him just like killing it up there um, so yeah, I just wanted to put that in there because it's kind of fun. Uh, they also showed some new stuff from Prey. 
from Arcane Studios. Um, nothing to do with the original, <laughs> except <laughs> except the name, um, which has been confirmed by like the head of Arcane. It's like, yeah, it's got nothing to do with that. Don't just ignore that. It's just which, a name now. Which just makes me wonder why it's even called Prey, but whatever. Uh, well, well, sure, why not? Well, there might be some sort of reasoning behind it, but oh well. There'll, um, be, there'll be like a throwaway line or something. Yeah, it's like, oh no, we've become their prey. Uh... Title sequence, yeah. <laughs> Explosions and fireworks. Um, yeah, I, look, I, there is a nine-minute video out there of gameplay. I haven't watched that yet. Um, but this trailer that they showed looks like Bioshock. I had I got very Bioshocky vibes from it. Like, in a good way. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm still interested in playing that game, but... Yeah, it looks like Bioshock. Even then, like there was a part where like he went to pick up an item, and the text and the way it was laid out, I was I had like a flashback to playing like OG Bioshock. I was like, oh, okay, that looks exactly the same. Um, but Karen, you can turn into a cup. You can. That is true. You can turn into a cup. You fight um, shadow things. Yeah, like weird shadow things. I'm interested, like, because I, I obviously I did like Bioshock one. Yeah, so I, I'm interested in, in Prey, but yeah, I hope it brings some something new to the table. And like the, the the cinematic trailer that we saw first, like like whatever story it was hinting at, like piqued my interest as well. Like oh, yeah, I was like, was all right, cool, I, I want to see where this goes. Like you know, it's on my radar. But yeah, I, I wrote it looks like Bioshock meets Dead Space. That's fair. Like it's a fair yeah. assessment. And uh, I'd like I, I like say. both of those games a lot. So sure, one up. Uh, and RK make good games because, you know, Dishonored and Dishonored 2 are apparently fucking great. So, um, awesome. All right, Kyron. On to a big one. Breath of the Wild. We've got two new videos from this one. Future from the Game Awards. 2017 Game of the Year. Yeah, look, hey, I tell you what, it's getting there. It was, it was, it did win the uh, best, most anticipated Game Award. It did. Um, which... It- as it should. We did not pick it. We both picked we Red didn't Dead. Pick that. Yeah, we both picked Red Dead. But I picked Red Dead on the basis that I assume the internet still hates Nintendo. <laughs> I was like, oh, they won't pick Nintendo. But nah, they come around that... I'm glad they feel like I'm happy it won because Karen, so Karen, excited. Karen, people are making the Switch. Oh, They're making the Switch. Everyone's making the Switch. Everyone's making well, the no, Switch. Specifically, Nintendo is making the Switch. And we're yeah, they gonna... are. They are making it physically. And we're going to we make all... the Switch. <laughs> metaphorically making the switch um excellent like breath of the wild looks awesome that cinematic trailer they showed that got that gave me tingles and chills that mu- the music in that sound in that in that trailer was so good that final shot dude and but yeah the sprinkles yeah. of like of of not not like clear narrative but like just hints like this is probably Zelda. Like you see the long blonde yeah. hair and like you see yep. Link kneeling next to someone. He seems to have the master sword on his back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some parts where you see a fountain and stuff like that. And it looks a bit like the castle from Twilight Princess. It like the color scheme of, of what you could see of if it is Zelda looked very like, much like Tetra's. Is that that mm. blue and red? Like yeah. the blonde well, hair. Because there's that bird person that looks a lot like one of uh, Rito from Wind Waker. Yeah, exactly. And so apparently there were some item descriptions in the demo back at E3 that alluded to Wind Waker. So, well, yeah, I mean, this could be like post Wind Waker, like the Earth's been drained, or like Hyrule or whatever's been drained of all its water. Yeah. And this is what's left. 
It could be like that. That'd be fucking cool. I'm so excited for this game. Like, yeah, I'm pretty from, pumped. Like, and I especially love the way the trailer plays and does that amazing music. And I love how simple like the Zelda logo sitting there is, and how Breath of the Wild is sort of like just pops yep. in on the bottom. I love that. I love that logo and the way the flower sprouts. Yep, love it. Yep, love it. It was lots of good stuff. Uh, they also had a gameplay demonstration as well. Um, Bill Trinan and uh, someone else called Bill, wasn't it? Or was it Bill? I thought it was, um, was it Nick or someone? I can't remember. It was Nick, one of the Treehouse yeah, employees. Someone else from the Treehouse, yeah, from Nintendo Treehouse. But um, yeah, sat down to play, play it on the Wii U and they showed a video of them playing it uh, of a section we haven't seen before either as well. It was like a, almost like a foresty kind it of area. like a thick forest, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing was because they were both playing it, one of them played, like Bill started playing and he's like, yeah, cool, I'm going through. And he's like going in very gung-ho. And it didn't sort of work out very well for him. It did not. Um, and then the uh, the other guy from the Nintendo Treehouse went in and decided to try and go a bit more of a stealthy approach or like sneak around and sort of scope out the area. So it's sort of alluding to the fact that there are more than way one more than one way to skin a cat in this game. So there is options you have, um, which is exciting. You can sort of make a different plan of attack. Um but yeah, I now I will say this. I know it was running on the Wii U in this demo. Looked a little choppy. I mean, you also have to remember the game is still in development, and if exactly the delay yeah. rumor is true, it's yeah, it's still like a good six months from release. And this is a, this is a, that is a section we've never seen before. So it may mm. be just like, all right, we've just finished it. It's a bit rough. Let's put this in because people haven't seen this part before. Yeah. Um. But like having like even still that was that was awesome. It looked great. Like you know, and the, the sword broke, and you had to pick up a sword off the like a, like a spear off the ground from an enemy you just killed. And I was like, oh, this is this is a, getting pretty deep. Like it was cool seeing stuff. more of the flurry in action as well. Oh, the flurry looks awesome. Um, oh, Jesus, this game's gonna be good. I still I also really like it. Simple UI. Like it, it yep. doesn't. It's not invasive. It lets you really enjoy how fucking gorgeous the game looks. Yeah, and even the menus as well. Like yep. navigating to the menu seemed really, really like easy. And and boy, Link gets hit hard. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like he takes him. He quite took. A few, he uh, took smacks. like one of those hits was at least like five or six hearts damage, and that's yeah, that's insane. Again, like it's like some Dark Souls. Shit I here, hope. Like, it, oh, man, like ever since <laughs> I saw the early gameplay and I saw some of the combat and it was kind of like it looks it looks sort of Dark Soulsy. it's like a Dark Souls light if like I, it's, a, I, it's a happy this, medium if this is like a Dark Souls light I would be over the moon yeah set in the fucking Zelda universe absolutely that'd be great I mean like because Dark Souls you, you, you could say very like Zelda things and that so why not like let's get some Dark Souls in our Zelda exactly yeah why not I'm on board I, it all looked awesome it all looked fantastic. Yeah, that game is. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose myself in that game for a good month. Yeah, we're all gonna like. We're just gonna warn you now. The podcast is probably <laughs> gonna go on break for like six weeks while we all play that game. Even that, um, it'll, be, it'll be like six back-to-back episodes about what we just... did in Zelda that week. All right, chapter one. This is what we did. Spoiler <laughs> alert, and just like go ha- like go absolute ham on it. Like, don't even give a fuck. Um. Looks we good. joke. Looks we joke. We're probably going to do that, but yeah, totally excited. Um, yeah, the the, the uh, and the enemy AI looked like it was it, it was quite intelligent. 
it made an um, effort to avoid that bomb. Basically, exactly. Yeah. Basis. So like Bill decided to throw a bomb and try and take out this guy. He was like, no, I'm just going to walk around it. No, I'm, I'm just outside of its arc. Yeah, I'm fine now. I will avoid the throat, which is interesting. Yeah. So I was like, you know, maybe, you know, they are a little bit smarter than uh, the, the average grunt. Zelda bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, just rushes in like swords blazing. <laughs> uh, oh, another thing we're both very excited for, Karen. The Shovel Knight, Joel. Fuck yeah, Shovel Knight. Spectre of Torment. Looks good. Looks so, like more Shovel Knight, so... Yeah, well, I I never finished the Plague Knight campaign. Yes, I really need to play... I really need to play that. It's really good. It plays mm. so differently, but I can't wait. Like, just some of the stuff we saw Spectre Knight doing in that trailer. Like, yeah. I'm so keen to get back into that game. They almost feel like completely di- like new games. Oh, yeah, like for sure. Like, they're essentially l- releasing sequels to this game, but it's just in the one game. Because the control, like, each, like, at least between Plague Knight and Shovel Knight and now Spectre Knight, like, all three of them control and act differently. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's, oh, it looks great. More of that just amazing chiptune soundtrack. Music to my ears. That's, that's great sprite art. Like, it looks just, it's more, it's more Shovel Knight, and we're totally on board with that. And it's also it's also worth remembering, but it will. It's a. I'm pretty sure it's a free update. Like it's. Yeah, I think I, so. I think it's part of like their Kickstarter thing was like it would be free DLC. It's like Cause cause I, Plague Knight. Plague Knight was, wasn't it? Yeah, I got Plague Knight. And I didn't pay for it, so. Yeah. And I think that um, means that they've just got King Knight left to do, and then they're done with Shovel Knight. Yeah, Shovel Knight too. Bring it on. Yeah, bring that shit on. Um, and it's it's a prequel as well. Yeah. To to the the uh, the main storyline of of Shovel Knight, expanding Obviously. that Shovel Knight lore. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, going in, going in depth with all all the different uh, knights, which is great. Uh, now onto something I'm like I'm excited for, but I still have a long way away to get to playing. I'm nervous um, about the next one. Yeah, uh, so The Walking Dead season three, which uh, a new frontier is called, uh, it launches on the twentieth of December. Um, the first episode is in two parts, but have no fear, both parts will be available on the same day. See, that feels weird. Why not just make it one part then? No idea. I was talking <laughs> I was talking to Ben about this today. Um, the only thing I could think of was maybe that there was two teams working on it and they wanted to make them separate or maybe it's like a stylistic choice in terms of the, uh, like the actual story. Because what we saw in the trailer was uh, stuff like... Like at the start of the outbreak, essentially, it's back in time. Oh, was it? I'm pretty sure that because they really mentioned. I hope so, because otherwise, well, I felt no sympathy for those, for those characters. Well, because that's what I mean. Like you know, my um, at the start of it, before they they played the trailer, they had the guy I can't remember his name from from uh from Telltale saying, "Yep, season three, He said we're gonna, you know. Harvey's story goes into a little bit about what happened at the start of the outbreak, and he said, and we'll see some of that in this trailer. Oh, okay. So I'm just assuming that that's yeah. So that's going to be so that's why I think it might be in two parts. It's like the first part might be like the setup of like introducing you to Harvey, and like maybe even like pre outbreak, like maybe be interesting. Know. I feel like we got enough of the outbreak in season one, from you know, as far as I'm concerned. That's true. That's very true. I don't um, know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's been so long since I played it, but... And, of course, we get to see a bit of Clementine at the end there as well. Um, 
looking all grown up. Like life is uh life has struck her down. I hope it's good. I hope it's yeah. good. But I I never finished season two, but I heard the general consensus was it was okay. Yeah, that's what so, I heard as well. I don't know. I'm 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 nervous about it. I need to go and um, play through it all on my PS4, so I've got a consistent save. So I've got I've I've got to set aside like time to do that. So because I want to play it because I really like those games. Oh, season one especially, I really I fuck oh that ending. Ooh, oh boy! Like you know it's happening, but it doesn't make it any easier. Oh boy. Oh. So, walking to season three. Oh, Kyron. Kyron. You're poking me here, but you're going to get a resounding... Uh, I me. know. I know. I'm excited. <laughs> like Mass Effect Andromeda. We got our first look at gameplay from Mass Effect Andromeda. I think it looks really good. I'm not saying it looks bad. I'm just saying it kind of looks like Mass Effect, which again isn't, isn't bad. I'm not saying it's yep. bad, but for like, when they were talking up, first look at Andromeda's gameplay, I was like, oh, okay, might see something like interesting, but not really. Stuff seemed pretty much as I mean, expected. It was good to see it running in engine. I guess the game running like the game, because I mean, I no, that, that, that PS4 pro thing. Yeah, sure. Like they could say that that was gameplay, like taking in game and gameplay, but you still don't really know if that's the case. If there's some sort of loophole, they said, um, so this 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 was like yep the UI was there, like the powers were there. They talked about a whole bunch of new powers that you can use and new upgrades and whatnot, new weapons. But most importantly, Karin, space punch is still there. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I saw that part in the trailer where he used his jetpack to jump up, yep, and then space punch, I immediately gave up on the multiplayer in this game because I'm not saving you, Joel. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> Oh man, Karen, I didn't even think of that. You're you're a dead oh. man, and I'm gonna let you die. I'm a wild card. Wild card, bitches. Yeah, enjoy being a wild card and being dead because I'm not saying jet you. pack space punch. Jet pack space oh, punch. God. Yes, 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 I yes. Al- I already hate this multiplayer campaign. <laughs> um, but uh, they they mentioned like I think we already sort of knew this anyway. But like you are the pathfinder. Um, and you're tasked with finding a new home for humanity and coming to Andromeda, going from planet to planet, trying to see whether anything's habitable for humanity to set up shop. Um, and yeah, I looked, they, they were talking about things like crafting. So like, you know, trying to survive on these, like you'll land on a planet and it's like, all right, cool. There's all these like super like aggressive, like creatures that live here. All right, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to use everything you find to make to make do and make ends meet and try and and survive on this planet. So I, it's I I am still cautiously optimistic about this game, Karen. Don't get me wrong, but I I'm infinitely more excited after seeing that trailer. It's like all right, cool. It's a game. It actually exists in some shape or form. It it is refreshing to see it in action, but I mean, maybe it's just. I want to be wowed again after Mass Effect 3. Yeah, that's true. And I just, like, just kind of... I was kind of whelmed by what I saw. It looks fine. I'm not saying it looks bad. It just... I'm not pushed to the point where I was like, yeah, cool. I, I'm ready to play this game. Yeah. See, I, I was I was, I was, was like that, but I think after seeing that, for some reason, I was just like, 
yeah, all right, okay, cool. This is a game I'm going to probably pick up day one and I'm going to really enjoy. So it was good to, to have that feeling about Mass Effect again. Exciting times, Karen. Exciting times. Um, there was a whole bunch of other stuff that they they peppered in there as well. Um, Lawbreakers. Cliffy B was there talking about Lawbreakers, like he always is. Uh, Warframe got a mention. There were a couple of other... Uh, there's a new game called, I can't even remember the name of it, but it just looked like Ruby from Rooster Teeth. It just looked like that as a game. Like all the characters had like transforming weapons and there was like a team of four that were trying to take down this giant shadowy monster thing with glowing white eyes. I'm like, all right, I've, okay, sure. That that game won the award of Is That a MOBA, which I was playing yeah, oh god, yeah, absolutely. It, there has to be. Because it could be, but it could not be. But there's always one where you're like, ah, is that a MOBA? Is that a MOBA? Yeah. It could be a MOBA. That's a, that's a, that should be a new segment we have. <laughs> is that a MOBA? We, we find a random game that's just been launched and we're like, is it a MOBA? Like, we'll do it We'll do it over PSX when they do the live stream. Oh, yeah, dude, we're going to get so many be, of those. There'll be a game where we're like, is that a MOBA? That's going to be, yeah. I mean, it was Paragon last year, wasn't it? That, yeah, that was, yeah. I'm sure it was. That's how I ended yeah was it that or was it at the game awards as well maybe maybe it was at both i just remember being disappointed by yeah i was just like all right cool all right epic games makes a moba cool (laughs) next tick next let's get it out of the way um but yeah there was there was a whole bunch of other stuff in there it's all online like if you are i mean if you're interested in the game awards you've probably watched it already um by the time this comes out but um yeah, there's a lot of good stuff that came out of it, but as a as a whole, the show was a little underwhelming this year. Not even underwhelming. I think it was it was it was whelming. I was I was whelmed, Kyron. Yeah, like I said, the show. It, this is not canon for me. Because <laughs> uh, Dark Souls Three is the game of the year, and the best handheld game of year is Fire Emblem Fates, and I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> not canonical. Oh, boy. Not canonical in my not world. Not canonical. This is a this is an alternate universe. Alternate universe game awards. Ex- expanded universe. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Um. And then Disney's going to come in and buy it all out and say, "No, nah, that's all shit." No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good because oh, that means true. This yeah. So this is fine. The expanded universe is going down. Yeah, it's fine. That's cool. That's good. Um, great. So let's get into some questions, Karen. Let's get into some questions. Uh, Sean, very good friend of ours, asks, what two franchises would you love to see crossover? For instance, imagine how cool it would be to see Sonic and Mario at the Winter Olympics. Wouldn't that just be the neatest? I guess that'd be pretty neat. They should do that. Yeah. Nah, it'll never happen, Karen. (laughs) Impossible. Never happen. Hey, Joel, what if they did a crossover of Mario RPG and Rabbids? Oh, Kyron, you're a madman. That's certainly not rumoured to be something that's going to come to the Nintendo Switch. No. Um, but the more I hear about that game, it sounds really interesting. I, I, I hate the rabbits, so I just, like, I think about it and I get mad. I think I hate them, but then sometimes I don't. Like, I think about <laughs> it and I go, Joel. that's the quote of the episode, I think I hate them and then sometimes I don't. Um, title of the episode. And, uh, yeah, a weird, weird choice. But I don't know. What would you like to see? I honestly, top of your head. I honestly don't really know. I'm trying to think of things that, that could be crossover. Like, 
honestly, the ultimate crossover already exists, and that's Smash Brothers. That's that's it. true. Yeah, that's very true. Or Kingdom Hearts, which is Square Enix meets Disney. Like, I would like to see. Ones. I would like to see Persona cross with Mario Kart. I'm spitballing here, Kyron. I'm spitballing here. Cut the podcast. We're done. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't want to live in that world. I don't want to. Karen, Karen, they've already given me a Persona rhythm game. I just need a Persona racing game now, and I'm set. I'm oh, fucking set. God, it'd be great. No, <laughs> it'd be great. And like, you have to. Oh man, you have to like maintain friendships and stuff like that because they're like your pit crew. And oh man, I'm on board. Someone green like this shit. Oh boy, Atlas will not do it. <laughs> God no, God no. It's a, it's a terrible idea, McDonald. What am I talking about? Um, I don't know. What legitimately? Honestly, my answer would have been Smash Brothers. Yeah, like, I mean, a Smash Nintendo Brothers. crossover. That's it. That's my dream. And but yeah. I've already been blessed with that dream. Yeah, right. I would like. I would like an Overwatch crossed with Battleborn. Just see those characters come to life. It would be nice to see Battleborn talked that. about in a positive light. <laughs> it would nice. It would be nice to see Battleborn talk. <laughs> Just full stop. It would be nice to see Battleborn. It would be nice to see Battleborn. It would be nice to Battleborn. That in full stop. Oh boy, um, yeah. I think yeah. Smash Brothers is the obvious answer there. I'm trying to think of something else, but it's that's, that's like the, the the perfect answer. Yeah. Right. What about, like, okay, this is a legitimate one. What about, uh, like, a Mario mixed with Animal Crossing? So it was, like, Animal Crossing gameplay, but in, like, the Mushroom Kingdom. I don't like Animal Crossing. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I like Animal Crossing, Kyron, and I would like to see that. And that is my answer. So there you go, Sean. You've got three solid answers there from Joel. My answer is Smash Brothers, which already exists. <laughs> it and, already exists. And Persona Cross Fire Emblem, which already exists. <laughs> yep. Persona Kart Racing, come on, give it to me. Um, <laughs> awesome, thanks for your question, Sean. Uh, and rounding out our questions for this week's episode, we have Mr. Broderick, our friend from our lovely, lovely bumper Pokemon episode last week. Uh, he asks us, with the official announcement of Guardians of the Galaxy, a Telltale series, what is your dream Telltale project? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series. <laughs> Much like Smash Brothers, it is the obvious answer. <laughs> I, no, I think I've said this before, and I feel like I know Ravi, the guy the guy who plays Ravi, uh, Ravi? Yeah, on iZombie, has said that, that like iZombie would be a great fit would- for... Yeah, like, uh, iZombie or Veronica Mars would be very cool. Yeah, oh man, a Veronica Mars game would be really cool. Um, Um, I don't know. What about a bussy one? I still want a Mad Men one forever. Mad Men one would be interesting. That'd be really cool. It's a very dialogue-heavy series, and I would just, I would play the shit out of it. Yeah, actually, you know, you create your own version of Don Draper. Yeah, and and the ads. Imagine, like, picking... Oh, Oh, you actually had to make that. That's cool. I I like that. I, I wish. I dream. Yeah, well, hey, look, this is this is where we get to dream, Kyron. Um, but uh, I have one, and it was it's gone now. It was Buffy. Said, and Buffy, yeah, Buffy. Idea. That'd be great. Like you know, get fly, Joss fly. on board. Get Joss. Oh, dude, that's it. That's the one. Lock that answer <laughs> in. Fair, like you just have to say, 
Oh, no, wait. No, I, now I made myself sad. Yeah, I know. I'm sad. But hey, imagine all the stories we could get in the universe. No, but... And get Joss on board to write. He can write it. We wouldn't have... We wouldn't oh, have... we wouldn't have book. Wouldn't oh, have now book. I'm even more sad. Oh, now. no. Let's talk about Buffy. Let's oh, Buffy. <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Um, yeah, I can't remember sucks. the actor's name. It's really but, sad. It actually is legitimately oh, sad. It is, it is actually sad. I, yeah. He was, he was very cool. But Firefly yeah. Telltale or Buffy Telltale, also good suggestions. Yeah, but imagine if they got Joss on board to write as well. It'd I mean, like, so cool. what's he doing at the moment? Has he, has he been, like, that might be the medium he could, like, throw himself yeah. into next. I feel like that'd be great. Like, I mean, the Buffy comic's still going, isn't it? Like, I'm pretty sure After, like, is. season 12 or something. It's gone the... to weird places. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, how cool would that be? Just a, you know, Buffy right. season. I love Buffy, so I obviously would be like, I would be all yeah. about that. That'd be cool. So to answer your question, board Broad, the answer is Buffy, Firefly, Mad Men, Veronica Mars, and I Zombie. <laughs> yep. Oh, I just had a couple other ones as well. Okay, two more. Oh, God. Bojack Horseman. Oh, God. Yeah, right? Rick and Morty. Bojack Horseman and Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Those seven. Those seven. Okay. Take your pick, any one of those. No, but also of but also Guardians of the Galaxy, which is happening. Kyron, what's happened to us? <laughs> the, well, he asks us what Telltale series we want. Honestly, those are the ones we want. Like, all the it's cool. I, I think that's a good point, though. Like you said about, like, is that the next medium that, that, that Joss Wynn could survive in. You could do it. I absolutely like, you know, what a, what better way to revive? And I mean, like, if he if he went to Telltale and just went, guys, let's do a Firefly game. Like, Telltale is smart. They only have to look, you only have to look at the games that they've made and the franchises that they've picked to go, they can see the dollar signs in their eyes going, holy shit, we can make a fortune off this. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be, that'd be fucking huge. Aggressively and you know target that nostalgia and that yeah for more Firefly, and it'll look it'll look just like the show because it's in a fucking old engine that hasn't been updated in about eight years. <laughs> the special so effects will look as good. It's like legit. It's very authentic. Fuck that! Oh boy, engine. that Telltale <laughs> engine needs to be updated. It does. It's oh. you, you could see the cracks and the cobwebs on the Walking Dead like season three stuff. I must admit that Walking Dead Season 3 stuff looked a little bit better. Uh, I don't know if it was my eyes playing tricks on me. It looked a little bit better. I don't know if they've done some little, little cheeky... On, it was probably running on PC. Probably, Yeah, probably that's true. All right. Thank you very much for your question, Brod. I hope you enjoyed are, our seven answers. We appreciate we appreciate everyone's questions. So um, if you could get on that right now, that'd be great. Yep. Yeah, just, everyone, just call up Telltale. Let's let's tweet at them. Let's, let's get a tweet campaign. Let's do it. Oh boy! All right, Kyle. Do you want to take us out? Uh, sure, Joel. I'll do Let's that for wrap you. This we're ba- good friends. Let's wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, see, I say it every week. Kyle, need my best. Yeah, life. it's okay. It's all good. It's fine. So, it's fine. thanks for listening again, guys. Thanks for listening to us rattle on about the Keelys <laughs> and and the the world premieres that followed. If you world like premiere. Keep, <laughs> if you'd like to keep up with us on the social media, so you can follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. Both of those pages are just dialogue options. Pretty simple, pretty easy to remember and consistent. Mm. Uh, If you would like to follow us individually on Twitter, you can talk to me about Final Fantasy 15 and look at all my sweet prompto pictures at X. Or if you want to talk to Joel, who's not playing Final Fantasy 15, you can find Mm. him at 
at Jolly Mac, but you can also talk to me about that how sweet a Persona car racing game would be. So let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get a, let's get a dialogue going. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll, uh, we also it's worth mentioning if you want to drop us any suggestions for games we should play. I've got questions or su- comments on the show. You can always email us at dialogueoptions at gmail.com. We read those. I am able to open an inbox and refresh my my mail. I'm good at that. I am occasionally good at doing said things as well. <laughs> uh, but until then, we'll let our amazing theme song by Azure Flux take us out, which is, of course, Strike Witches Get Bitches. And we'll see you next week as we continue to move forward in the brave post-Final Fantasy XV world into a post-Last Guardian world. Oh and who God, knows Karen. what's after that? Like, no one knows. Probably a Game of the Year episode? I guess, yeah. Good God. <laughs> we'll see you then. See ya. <laughs>